most people don't know what questions to ask. And the reason I say this is because you can really only ask a question based on the level of awareness you're trying to unveil. You know, we can contemplate all day different sleep, hydration, nutrition, the, the cheat code, the recipe, the strategy. You can have the best strategy in the world, but you have to actually act upon it. And, and the interesting thing is they're connected. You can't improve a system that you don't execute against. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Have the questions you've asked yourself ever put you in the anxiety zone? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Kev. Oh, I don't know if I have a good story off the top of my head. The answer is 100% yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell this story. Alan and I one day were at the studio, and Alan said, hey, man, we need to talk. And I was like, oh, love that. Love hearing that. Huge fan of that. And him and I had a very vulnerable, powerful conversation about the fact that I hadn't been upholding my end of the deal when it comes to maximizing my potential. And Alan had a deep fear that he was going to leave me behind, understandably so, and I appreciated that truth. But after that conversation, I had to go home and contemplate. And I believe I asked myself like, okay, number one, have I been Jeffing? Yes. Number two, do I want this as bad as I say? Yes. And number three, what would happen if Alan was to outgrow me? And if you don't know how close Alan and I are, then it might not, it might not seem like it's that uh, big of a deal. But think of it. Alan and I started this business together. We spend I don't know how many hours a week together. We've traveled together. We've had some unbelievably difficult challenges. We've had some amazing successes together as well. But asking myself, what would it be like if I didn't have Jeff in my life was very, very challenging. And the other part is I would lose half of my company, which is not ideal because then I'd have to <laughs> figure something else out. But asking myself that question brought me into the anxiety zone of like, well, does he, does he still like me? Does he still want to work with me? Does he still believe in me? It was a very, very challenging time Yes, 100%. Many, 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 probably most of the questions I've asked myself have brought me into the anxiety zone because they were in Alan's learning zone. And Alan's learning zone and my anxiety zone for a long time were kind of one and the same. Hmm. Strong work, man. I appreciate it. I, I, the only thing that came up for me when you asked that question was, Kev, you had this awesome idea way back. You were like, hey, you know how you talk about the top five regrets of the dying? Mm. We journal. Like, why don't you just journal about all your <laughs> regrets? <laughs> fast forward, fast forward, mm. fast forward. Um, it's Emilia's 26th birthday. We're in Newport. And I'm like, I, I don't want to say depressed because I don't want to make light of that. I wasn't depressed, but I was having a hard time with my self-esteem for sure. And for me, um, usually I feel pretty fulfilled. And I wasn't feeling good about myself, honestly, like at all. And this is funny in hindsight because it's so obvious, but Emilia was like trying to help me out. And she's like, okay, well, what are you doing? Like, what's different? And I'm like, well, I, I journal. And we eventually got to the journal. And she's like, okay, well, what questions are you asking yourself? And all of my questions. So there's, there's a book called 
The Top Five Regrets of the Dying by Bronnie Ware. I have a flashcard right here in my pocket that is um, has all five regrets. And what I did is I literally, I literally took these five regrets and I asked myself three questions under each of them. So there was 15 questions that I would ask myself about where I could improve in my life. Here's the problem. All of the questions were were bringing up answers that were not positive. One of them, for example, is where have I not kept in touch with a friend lately? Because one of the top five regrets of the dying is I haven't stayed in touch with my friends or I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. And so I'm constantly just looking at all of the places where I'm screwing up and I'm not looking at the wins. One little other thing. On the NLU team dashboard, we all track our habits. And we don't just track our data. We have a section at the end called a performance review. Amy, you had the awesome idea of like, can we just do, and this is what you were doing on your own anyway, is wins and losses. And you started with wins. And for a long time, it was just 1% improvements. So performance review, what can you do better? What can you do better? What can you do better? Now, eventually, we we adapted that to wins and losses, which is 1% wins, 1% improvements. 1% wins, 1% improvements. And the reason why is because it was hurting everybody's self-esteem, quite frankly, to only look at where we can improve and not look at where we're winning. So to answer the question about this, it is yes, 100%. The questions that Kevin and I have asked ourselves, even the questions that we we came up with here, the, the one where, you know, I was asking myself, am I avoiding the hard truth of my father's death? Like that kind of stuff, of course, it brings you in your anxiety zone. Absolutely. It's way outside your comfort zone to ask these tough questions. Even something simple like, am I letting myself down in fitness? That's supposed to bring you into your learning zone, maybe even your anxiety zone a little bit. It's definitely going to bring you outside your comfort zone. That's why Einstein said this. He said, thinking is hard. That's why so few people do it. Einstein said that. We should get that guy on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I'm sorry. What strategies do you use to come up with powerful questions? Ooh, I wonder if that's a podcaster out there. I hope it is. Alan, mm. you do strategies. I just kind of, I just go. So you, you, you do, you go first. What's fascinating. I wanted to put this on, but I figured it would be, um, not, uh, not, not as valuable as the other ones. No. I wanted to do this. So the, the title of this live podcast is the most important questions to ask yourself for a next level life. What I wanted to put as one of my questions was what is the most important question that I should be asking myself every day? So it's a question about a question about a question about a question. So you can go deep into the layers. We, we've started saying this. I've started saying this. I think Kevin's somewhat adopting it. You can't get to the next level until you go to the deeper level. Until you get to the deeper level of understanding, you're not going to be able to sustain the new level of success. Hmm. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, that that is a question to ask yourself is what question should I be asking myself? And contemplation is something you should be doing every single day. A lot of people contemplate their own next vacation more than their own future. Seriously. Like, don't, don't do that. I, I said I'd be direct in this. That's a huge mistake. If you have your next vacation planned better than your own career, that's, that's a mistake. What well, aim was the question? What's a good strategy to come up with good questions? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is going to be, it's going to sound like a cop out. It depends on what you want answers to. The questions that we're asking are really for self-awareness, peak performance, uh, maximizing your potential, I would say, that sort of avoiding regret. I think that you can have somebody else ask them, but 
it's almost like if you know the answer to the question you want to ask, you don't really have to ask the question. You just, you already know what the answer is. So I would say a couple of things. One, Google deep thought questions, and you will get a giant list of wonderful questions that will make you think. Taryn and I do that some nights when we have deep talks. That's a great way to do it. Um, start asking yourself questions that you hear other places, whether it's podcast, NLU, whatever it may be. Honestly, I don't know that I have a good answer for that because it's very hard to strategize unless you know the outcome that you're looking for. So it all depends on what you're what you're looking for. But I would say go, do this. Google deep questions and a bunch of stuff will come up and you'll have you'll have many 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 to choose from. Taryn and I did that sometime last week and there were some pretty good questions on there. I do this all the time with clients. I say if you were your own coach, what question would you ask? Mm. That's another way to do it. Can overcontemplation end up leading to overanalyzing and self-doubt? Mm. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It, it's we're actually going to be doing an episode on this. I don't know what episode it is this week, but we're talking about messy action. I think that so many people overanalyze, and when you overanalyze, I think a lot of people are taking the worst case scenario and just focusing on that. This is the thing. If you believe the outcome is going to be positive, you're not going to overanalyze, because why would you? Why would you? You don't you don't dip your toe into a warm pool and then say, mm, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But you do when it's cold because you're afraid of the the outcome. I would say, yes, it is a dangerous game to do it, but you just have to dig into the root cause of why you're doing it. Um, that's something I'm guilty of for sure. That's something I'm guilty of for sure. But taking messy action, I believe, is such a valuable, valuable lesson as long as you can separate from the outcome and you can use that question that I asked earlier if I was doing this for lessons or opportunities instead of the fear, what would I do or would I take this action? I just wanted to take a quick second and give a shout out and a huge thank you to Next Level Podcasting Solutions, Kevin and his team. They have been incredible to work with, very flexible, on the spot with any questions that I have or any concerns that I have. When I first started out my podcast, I was doing everything on my own. I have no editing background. I have no podcasting background. I knew nothing about it. And so I was bootstrapping all of this myself while I was still trying to take on my role as a full-time mom. And once I met up with Kevin and we had these discussions and I got on board with adding an editing team, Oh my goodness, it just lifted this weight off of me. It lifted my time that I was spending doing my editing. And in the beginning, full transparency, when I was editing just my individual recordings, it was a little more manageable, not super manageable. And then when I started doing my interviews for the podcast, it was hours upon hours of me doing the editing that didn't include any of the promotional material that I am now getting from Kevin and his team, it wouldn't have been sustainable. I would not have been able to keep up with that. So I recommend Kevin and his team. They have done wonderful work in helping me grow my podcast. I have really enjoyed working with the editing team and it definitely feels like more of a team environment versus me hiring them to do a specific job. I mean, we all work collaboratively on 
the projects that I have. And I have these crazy ideas sometimes and they come up with a solution to fit my needs. I, I can't recommend them enough. I really enjoyed working with them. Kevin and the Next Level Podcasting Solutions, thank you so much for the work that you have done in the past and are continuing to do for me. I'm growing this community and growing this platform with a beautiful team that is working for me and with me to see my vision and help that come to life. So thank you again so much. I really appreciate you guys. I would say, yeah, you have to have harmony between contemplation and action, <clears throat> theory and practice. Uh, I told you this, Amy. I said, Aim, I can teach you how to get in shape, but I can't go to the gym for you. And so, you know, we can contemplate all day, different sleep, hydration, nutrition, the, the cheat code, the recipe, the strategy. You can have the best strategy in the world, but you have to actually act upon it. And, and the interesting thing is they're connected. You can't improve a system that you don't execute against. If you don't make the chocolate cake the first time and then taste it, you're not going to be able to be like, ah, oh, you know what? It's a little bit too mushy. We got to add more flour or whatever. I don't really know cooking. But I say this to my clients. We do peak performance tracking. I always say, I just want you to track because you can't improve a system that you don't execute against. And every single two weeks, we always improve the system. I always ask this question. I probably should have put this in here. Always. If you had to improve this system by 1%, what would you change? I, I ask that constantly. Um, that's like a go-to question for me. But you can't improve that system unless you have some data of experience of actually executing against it. It's, it's, it's got to be theory, then practice, then theory, then practice, then theory, then practice. It shouldn't be theory, 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 theory. We, we had a very good quote from one of our mentors back in the day. He said, some people are ready, 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 aim, fire. Some people are ready, aim, 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 fire. Some people are fire. And you have to, I think you have to be somewhere in between. You have to have it, like Alan said, you have to be balanced. I think you contemplate and you implement. You contemplate, you implement, and then it just runs. In your experience of coaching, do you find people don't ask the right questions or don't know the right answers? That's a fire question. Jeff, go ahead. You're the, you got more coaching calls under your belt than I do. They go so hand in hand. Uh, you won't have answers unless you're asking the right questions. And what I'll say is this. The only dumb question is not asking a question. Emilia and I were talking last night about business and finance and every Sunday we do um, kind of coaching with each other sort of in our genius zones. And she's like, well, Alan, I don't understand what questions to ask. And I, I kind of said that like, just ask whatever. And then we'll, and then ask another question and then another question, another question. And we'll, we'll get there. And then, so what I started to do is I actually started asking her questions to see where she was at because, you know, I'll do this quickly. So, so in math, for example, there's, pre-algebra, there's algebra one, there's algebra two, there's geometry, there's trigonometry, there's pre-calc, there's calc one, there's calc two, there's differential equations, there's linear algebra, there's statistics, there's discrete mathematics, there's, and it's cumulative. So if you don't know pre-algebra, you can't really know calculus. It's very cumulative and you have to build. And I said that a lot of my life is spent trying to teach pre-algebra or teach calculus to someone who's still in pre-algebra. And that's not anything against Emilia, but that's kind of how it is, is, is you have to start where you're at. You just have to start asking if you if you're not used to contemplating life and you don't know philosophy and government and economics and 
and neuroscience and technology, if you don't, if you're not a contemplator, if you're not a philosophizer, if you're not a philosopher, you just have to start small. You know, you just got to start contemplating and you got to ask, ask questions and then just ask more questions and then ask more questions and then ask more questions. The clients that get the most value from my coaching are the ones, Bianca, I'll shout out Bianca. Bianca always has fire questions. Always. She, she just knows. I don't know. At this point, maybe she knows I know a lot. And she's, she's got the cheat code. She's like, okay, I want to be a speaker. You know, how do I become a better speaker? She knows I've done the research so she can just get all the answers. It's like you want to mine for gold. If, you know, if I could get in a room with Elon Musk, I would just, I would just come with tons of questions. Sorry about that. Um, I would just, I would just ask question after question after question, probably to the point where I would annoy him, quite frankly. Um, so I would just say, start somewhere and build. I think most people don't know, I would say from my perspective, and this is me speaking about me, most people don't know what questions to ask. And the reason I say this is because you can really only ask a question based on the level of awareness you're trying to unveil. This is something that I struggled with when Alan and I were doing bi-weekly calls with Dave Meltzer. I would have to research everything that he was talking about in order to ask a question to unpeel another layer because his awareness was so much greater than mine. So I would say most people don't have the awareness to ask the question to get the to get to the next layer. And it takes research. It takes research. Alan and I would prep. I mean, if you look back, all of our coaching sessions we had with other people, Alan and I would prep like they were podcasts. We would sit down and say, all right, what question do you want to ask? What result do you want? All right, cool. What about this? What about this? What about this? Whether it was Evan or Nick Cavuto or Dave Meltzer or whoever it was, we always went in with questions because we wanted to make sure that we had the best, most valuable questions possible. So I think that's, you got to research it. You got to research it if you are on the other side. And then, you know, when you're a coach, obviously it's going to depend on who you're working with. All right, we got to go. Next level nation. When you buy something on Amazon, the first thing that you do is you look at the reviews because you want to see what other people are saying about the thing that you're going to buy. Podcasts are the same way. So if you leave us a review, other people will see that and they will be more likely to listen to us and the family will grow and will continue impacting and we can change the world together. So if that is something you want to do, please do it. We appreciate you and we love you. In hindsight, looking back from 33 years old, I remember back in high school, I got laughed at for asking dumb questions. And in hindsight, I've always been asking tons of questions. I think I've been insatiably curious. And it took me 33 years to come up with what we are about to share on this monthly meetup. As a matter of fact, I literally mean 33 years because Kevin and I just improved it. It's an eight-step formula. It was seven steps before last week. And it's called the manifestation equation. It is literally how do you take something that you imagine and make it real. It is the equation. It is the formula that Kevin and I use to achieve our dreams every single day. Rinse and repeat. It's the formula that really is the formula. All different cultures, all different backgrounds, all different countries. It's really what I've figured out is the formula to help anyone achieve any outcome they want within reason. Within reason. And we're going to teach you that and we're going to dig deep on all eight steps on the monthly meetup. It is May 5th from 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is not recorded. This is private. You can be vulnerable behind the scenes. You can ask us questions. We're going to have a digital asset, and we're going to dig deep into each of the steps, and I promise you you're going to leave that going, okay, I know how to achieve my goals now, and I'm going to work on these. And the last part I'll say about this is this. Everybody does all eight steps, but not everybody does all eight steps well. Usually there's a kink in the hose. 
mine was step four, which was saying no to persons, places, things, and, and stuff outside of alignment. I was very bad at saying no to things outside of alignment. And that had to do with self-worth. Everybody has one or two steps that they're really not good at. And then they wonder why their dreams aren't coming true. Join us for that meetup. I promise you it will be worth your time. And as Alan mentioned, it's totally behind the scenes and it's completely free. So it's think of it as a deeper dive in a podcast episode, but it's collaborative. You can ask questions. We can talk back and forth. I'm sure there'll be some sort of PowerPoint, some sort of presentation. That's how we usually do it. So Next Level Nation, as always, we love you. We appreciate you. We're grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Everybody say goodbye. Please reach out. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at ALazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.